Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's your therapist's favorite podcast, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Jeff Taylor to my Richard Johnson. Chad Sowash is in the house. And today we welcome a longtime fan of the show, Jeff Dickey Chasens, owner of Job Board Dr. Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. Howdy, boys and girls. I, I'm sorry. Howdy, boys. Oh, we have girls listen. It's okay. 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 Boys and girls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. Sure. Now, you are a you're an icon in the industry, uh, but some people don't know who you are. So for those listeners that don't have a clue, give us the, uh, the Twitter bio, the elevator pitch on Jeff. Um, as an icon, I can say that I started out in the industry back in 1997 with Dice, a little tech job board, and uh, was fortunate enough to sort of see it go public and then exit before everything blew up. Um, I've worked with some other job boards along the way, but in 2009, I actually started Job Board Doctor. I'm a business consultant that works with job boards. And no one that I saw out there was really doing that at that point. And I thought, what the hell? And to be quite honest, I've been busy ever since. I've worked with probably seven, 750 job boards around the world wow. in pretty much any niche and any location that you can imagine. I think it's really fun. I, I'm a self-described job board geek and quite proud of it. Does that work well at the bar when you're picking up chicks? 
yeah. Um, not okay. so much. <laughs> not so much. How about wizard behind the job board curtain? He's the whiz. Nobody beats him. <laughs> okay. Okay, listener. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's, get, let's get to business here. So let me set up today's discussion, banter, disagreement, whatever this turns out to be. So in an episode in early November last year, yeah, entitled Google Reveals Indeed Falls and Labor Wins, Joel waxed poetic on what he called the four horsemen of the job board apocalypse, which means he believes that these are the four signs that job boards are seeing impending doom. Now, then, on November 21st, the job board doctor, you, Jeff, penned an article entitled, quote, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, question mark, sorry, no. Mm. which refutes Joel's line Mm. of thinking. So now here at the Chad Mm. and Cheese podcast, we love snark banter and different lines of thinking, which is why today we are going to dig into the horsemen one by one and hear two divergent paths of thought. So are you both ready? I'm ready. You betcha. Here we go. Play horseman number one. Number one is Google and LinkedIn. Google for jobs, no matter what narrative Indeed or anyone else says, uh-huh. is is putting a hurting on the job board industry. I mean, it is a commodity that Google has sort of figured out, and we'll talk about that in our next story. But yeah. Google is a juggernaut that that job boards haven't quite figured out how to leverage in any in any scale. And LinkedIn, let's be honest, is the place where you find people. It's where you source people. They've done a great job like it or not, of like pushing, out, pushing out the competition, yeah. uh, putting a walled garden around their data, and they've done a really good job of doing it. And now they have OpenAI, thanks to Microsoft's uh, deep pockets, to now take that to another level. So the first horseman is LinkedIn and Google. There we go. That's the first horseman. Jeff, what were Hold your thoughts on folks? That? He's, he's chomping at the bit. <laughs> he just to can't lay, wait. Lay the smack down. Okay, Jeff, I was, what you got? I was frankly disappointed in Joel to trot those two out. You know, first of all, LinkedIn has been around since 2004. Every job board that's out there has competed against LinkedIn since 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh and coexisted and grown and done very, very well. And the ones that couldn't are no longer in the market. What's the, what's the big deal? Okay. I have a lot of admiration for LinkedIn. I actually think it is probably in my mind, the number one job board in terms of technical capabilities and what they do far outstrips what indeed does. But, um, you know, are they going to kill the job board industry? Hey, you know, they've had 20 years to do it so far. They haven't pulled it off. It, it's not going to happen. And with Google, you know, at Google for jobs, it just keeps cracking me up. I mean, long before the pandemic, I was going to conferences where Google was trotting out saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then they would yank stuff back. They put hire out there. All these companies that sign up for it, they'd yank it back. They put this out, they'd take it back. And right now, you know, people are saying, oh my God, oh my God. You know, so if it rolls out, Big effing deal, right? Because <laughs> all it is, all it is, is a promotional device that anyone can use. And I can be absolutely positive that every job board will be pumping money into it if they want to. Every employer, if they want to, will do it. And sort of the end result of all that is just sort of a resettling with Google putting more money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. But that's a big if. Is, our, is it ever actually going to come to market? I 
am pretty skeptical. I may be wrong. I'm rarely wrong, but mm -hmm. perhaps this time I'll be wrong. <laughs> Why? So on, on LinkedIn, yeah, they've been around since 2004, but they didn't have a billion people on the platform in 2004. They didn't have... Uh, they don't have the competition now that they had when people were scraping their content, when they were, you know, regurgitating and, and using algorithms. They've sort of lawsuited their way out of that, uh, out of that problem. They're now uh, kicking off all the fake profiles, which to me is kind of the second phase of, of cleaning up the data. To me, LinkedIn is not a job board. And I don't think most people think of it as like, I'm going to post my job on LinkedIn. What I think LinkedIn is for is when a, when a recruiter gets, you know, Rex saying, hire a salesperson. Whereas 20 years ago, the first in inclination would be, okay, I got I to post a job on Monster and Career Builder and where else do I need to post this job? To me, the, the inclination today is either I got to go to LinkedIn and find a salesperson and reach out to them directly. Or if they're smart, uh, I'm going to go into my current ATS and find someone that I can hire that I've already you know, marketed to and gotten into my system. So to me, there's, there's an evolution of less posting and then getting a response and just kicking out the middleman and going right to the people. And I think LinkedIn has done a better job than anyone. I don't think we would argue on that of building a directory of professionals uh, world uh, globally that that no one can really touch. Certainly no job boards uh, database, resume database. And I'm sure some indeed people would argue with that, but I don't think they could they could touch it. So for me, it's instead of posting jobs, you're losing job postings because I don't have to post a job. I can go right to the people that are in this directory. In terms of Google, I mean, I look at Google as so first of all, I don't think Google is is going to get is get out of the job posting business. I mean, they're just launching in Germany. Um they seem pretty serious about this. This doesn't seem like a Google-based thing to me. This doesn't seem like a hire where, oh, too much regulation. We don't want to deal with lawsuits and whatever, like we're getting the hell out of it. So I, I don't think the business is going anywhere because they're growing it. And to me, we, we've seen this movie before. Indeed comes along. Uh, it's free traffic. Isn't this wonderful? We don't pay anything. People pay us. We get all this free traffic. It's amazing. And then what happened? They turned the spigot and they started charging for it. Okay, damn. Okay, well, we got to pay this tax, but it's still less than what our clients are paying us for, you know, flat fee uh, posting, you know, monthly postings or whatever. Well, that price started, you know, the screws starting to tighten. The algorithm started pushing out job boards uh, and highlighting more direct employers money that would have gone to monster now starts going to indeed. So my perspective is the same thing is happening. Uh, and, and the fact that indeed is sort of acquiesced and they're now on Google for jobs tells me that Google for jobs <laughs> is making an impact on their business uh, as well as other things that, that I talked about. So for me, it's simply, you know, employers have X amount of dollars. Where do they go? It, once they realize and agencies realize we can go right to Google and pay them instead of paying Indeed to then pay Google, let's take out the middleman, which is Indeed and every other job board, and we'll give money directly to Google. I'm not saying that they're going to stop paying money to job boards totally, but it's going to take a piece out of the pie. We don't know how big a, of a piece that's going to be. And we don't even know, honestly, if Google's going to do a pay-per-click solution. Chad and I think are both on the side of, yes, they will eventually start making money off of this off of this service. You may disagree, but to me, it's like we've seen this movie before. Yes, everyone thinks it's great. All the free traffic is amazing. I love it. I'm SEOing this stuff. It's great. But at some point, 
at some point when you, you know when you are renting land eventually the the landholder wants to get paid and Google is going to get paid at some point so those would be my two points on LinkedIn and Google and and why they are they are sort of taking chunks out of the job board business the ultimate comment on this is job boards just aren't growing so so Google I think is definitely refocused uh, you're talking about uh, all the other products before Jeff and I think that they've they're doing what they do which is search right and and again, back to what Joel was saying, isn't this how Indeed took out the the the, the monster and crew builder titans of old? Right, this is exactly what they did. Um, and I've said on the podcast time and time again, I believe that we need to focus more on strategy as opposed to the, the the short-term cash grabs. And that's exactly what we're seeing from job boards today. They're not thinking about long-term strategy. They're not thinking about uh, they're not thinking about tech. Uh, and being able to, how am I going to be around five years from now? That's not their focus. It's it's what's coming in this month. Now, on the LinkedIn side of the conversation, I believe LinkedIn is drowning in tech debt. They don't they don't have great tech. They've got great data. They've got a shit ton of great data. Nobody has more data on me than LinkedIn, right? Um, but unless Microsoft implodes the platform and rebuilds it. They're not a real threat to job boards, I don't believe. Putting open AI on LinkedIn would be like strapping a jet engine on a Cessna. It's just not gonna work. So I think these these two these two things don't belong together, Google for Jobs and LinkedIn, unless uh, LinkedIn ups their game. That being said, let's go ahead and jump into horseman number two. The second horseman is automation. Mm-hmm. Look, you and I just talked recently about the robots at AWS moving boxes, working in the warehouse. Why would you buy stocks that are job postings to hire people when you see images about <laughs> Amazon replacing everybody with robots that carry uh, that carry boxes, not to mention driverless cars that are eventually going to come? Look, Wall Street is a is a forward looking indicator and forward looking it looks like we're going to need less people. So why would I invest in, in these companies? <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I thought Joel was wrong on the first one. I thought he was dead wrong on that one. I mean, that, yeah. that reaction, you could go back hundreds of years over and over again in response to technological innovation. And there yeah. will be a Joel standing there saying, when we get this thing in, we will not need people in the market anymore. So you're calling Joel a Luddite. You're calling Joel a Luddite. Uh, Joel would be, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm not going to get into what Joel really is, but, um, I think that the, you know, sort of, sort of looking at this, well, Joel, I mean, it's your show. I had to come on mean. Um, no, I mean, seriously, I think it's crazy to look at any market and say, oh, we're not going to need humans. I think what we're going to say is that we're going to need humans in different places. And so let's say that our robotic future is a successful robotic future. The humans will be migrating from, you know, putting boxes on shelves to maintaining the robots, to programming the robots, to moving into other positions that that don't fit well with robotics or fit well with uh, non-human comprehension. It's just, you know, and we are in one of those phases right now, actually. We're always in one of those phases and have been for the last hundred years because of the rate of change of technology, where there's always a percentage of the labor force that's been thrown out. 
and they're they're trying to figure out how to get back in and getting reskilled. But no labor force, no, not going to happen. Uh, no people, it's not going to happen. It's just going to it's going to show up somewhere else. And maybe that was the point you were trying to make that, hey, you know, put the money somewhere else. But you know what? Job boards, their job is to connect the employers and the candidates. And they don't care who the employers are. They they simply want to make sure that the employers and the candidates find each other. So that equation doesn't change. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> okay, Wall Street typically wants to bet on where the puck is going um, and, and with some degree of certainty. What we do know is that we're going to lose jobs to automation. Uh, MIT reported a 400,000 job loss in the U.S. alone, and you can go Google uh, whatever studies you want. But, but there's more of a certainty that automation will take jobs. The uncertainty is, will we create more jobs in response to a new technology? Historically, we have. Historically, when a car is made, there are more jobs created. Uh, jobs change and jobs are lost, but they're, they're gained elsewhere. It's uncertain how much automation will create new jobs. You don't know that. I don't know that. Chad doesn't know that. The greater certainty is that more automated tools, robots, whatever you want to call them, will take more jobs. The local McDonald's at my, you know, in my neighborhood used to have four people behind uh, the, the cash register taking orders. Now there are four kiosks and the food comes out with your number on the thing. And we talk every week almost about new technology with ordering food and making cars and obviously the Amazon example of robots moving boxes. So so if, if I'm an investor, do I want to invest in something that I think there'll be more jobs uh, posted, there'll be more activity around putting jobs up. Right now, I'd say if I'm an investor, I'm betting on there's less jobs than there are 
in the future. So my better bet investing wise would be fewer jobs, which is why I would not put my money into a job board because job boards grow when the economy grows and we hire more people. Um, so that's where I think automation and, and when we talk about minimum wage raising, when we talk about California, New York, that's all great things. And we talked to uh, Kevin Wheeler recently who talked about, look, they're on a five-year parole because they have about five years to make more money than they've ever made until all the companies streamline processes, put automation into these jobs, and they're all out of work. His words, not mine, um, I, but the risk is there. So I'm not putting my money into something like a job board where they grow when, more, when there's more jobs to be filled because I think more robots are going to be filling those positions. Yeah, I think what Jeff is talking about is a migration of jobs. So let's say, for instance, Amazon warehouse jobs, which you talked about. Yes, they were going to they're, they're going to go away. And thank fucking God, those are horrible jobs. Nobody wants to be forced to work on a line pissing in goddamn garbage cans. So just because those jobs will fade away does not mean the totality of the workforce equation will be less. Amazon warehouse jobs, good riddance. The migration, which, again, Job boards are will, will be will be popping up all over the place for these new jobs. If you take a look at like uh, anything that uh, is cyber, when cyber was big, they just job boards popped up all over the place. You're going to see a moving migration of need in new job boards that are placed or new products that are actually created, which we've seen with LinkedIn and Indeed and all the big job boards with regard to gig and and whatnot. Indeed, just talking about their quote unquote new tech network, right? So there's there's a migration and there's a recentering, let's say, of where you know where the need is. So this is more, I think, migration than it is uh, people uh, not doing the job. And if if you could tell me these are the jobs that people are going to fill that they're losing, then I would buy it. Uh, but I don't think we know what those jobs are, and That's I don't not think the point. I don't think you can just take a That's warehouse worker and make them into a cybersecurity expert. That's not everyone not can do that, and we don't know to what degree it will fill. Is it a 100 to 100%? Is it 50% of the jobs that are lost will be filled? We just don't know. So if I'm, again, if I'm an investor, I want to go where I know there's more certainty. There's more certainty around less jobs, more robots than there are more jobs, more robots. Yes. But the point is that there will always be job boards to be able to sure. fill the need of whatever sure. that workforce is. So therefore- it's migration. Part of what I do, I, I'm at like the front line of the change because the people that are creating the new job boards that are reacting to the changes in the market come to me and talk to me. And so I just got right. finished working with a job board that focuses on EV technicians, you know, all the people that deal with EVs. Um, and they're at, the, they're at the cutting edge of these things. And that's been happening over and over and over again for the last 14 years. And I can tell you that it keeps moving. And sometimes it moves forward and falls back. I mean, look at Dollar General and Walmart yanking all those self-check lines because yeah. the, the, the loss was so bad. And the humans do a better job of checking people out than the damn machines do. Um, so, <laughs> you know, for, forward progress through automation is not a straight line. It goes forward. It goes backwards. And sometimes it hits a dead end. And you're right. It's very, very hard to predict. But I can guarantee you that every time there's significant change that gets embedded in the economy, there's going to be more jobs that surround whatever that change is. And, and we'll be filling other holes in the economy. So well, one step forward, two steps back. And that leads us to play horseman number three. 
Uh, the third horseman of the apocalypse is AI. Again, if I'm looking at Elon Musk doing an interview with the prime minister of Britain saying that we won't even have jobs in the future. Universal high income. So why would I Why would I invest in companies uh, if, there, if there's no growth prospects for people or even having jobs uh, in the future? And Jeff, is AI going to take some of those jobs? Uh, it's inevitable that AI will take some jobs out there. But I mean, the real issue is what does it do to the job board industry? And one of the things that I've said many times, I think you guys know this is my point of view, is that job boards are sort of the great amoeba of the uh, recruitment industry. You know, it's sort of they things happen. The job boards approach the thing that happens. They swallow it and they use it. And it's happened over and over and over again. They did it with social media. They've done it with various types of techniques like performance based marketing and and they're already doing it with AI, you know, sort of integrating it into sort of the base functionality of what they're doing, which is, you know, bringing candidates and employers together. And is it going to eliminate job boards? Maybe in some areas, in some places. I mean, certainly uh, some people are placing bets on that. But in terms of really uh, sort of wiping out a $20 billion a year business, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, I actually think it's going to spur growth. And based on what I've seen so far, I'm pretty positive that we will see a lot of positive changes in job board technology over the next five years or so because of AI. Swallows, not spits. Just to just to be clear, the job boards are swallowing uh, the AI, not, not spitting it out. So AI to me is uh, sort of the flip side of automation. Automation, I think, is going to kick uh, the working class uh, in the in in the you know what, and I think AI is going to be a wake up call uh, to the knowledge workers. And we've seen really really early iterations around uh, creative writing jobs on you know gig economy platforms where they're getting paid much less than they were before, and there are a lot fewer of them. So a lot of the white collar knowledge based jobs that we uh, that we know and love, uh, many of us uh, will be replaced by a lot of things that AI is doing. And if if you need fewer creative writers, uh, there'll be fewer jobs posted for creative writing jobs uh, because AI can do it. If and, and I think particularly when you see solutions like, uh, you know, AI salespeople, AI customer service people, you know, Chad and I talked about a company in India that, that fired 90% of their people and replaced them with AI. That's going to happen. Um, if you're a startup and you can hire, you can you can buy a solution that will cold call, sound like a human being, um, and call through a bunch of numbers. Why would you hire a salesperson to cold call people to generate leads? And companies like Apple and Tesla are already doing this, where they they retarget you if you go to their site and fill out a form. You get a call from kind of sounds like a person. That's only going to get better. Uh, telling you about Tesla or Apple products and that is going to replace sales jobs and customer service jobs. And if those jobs are replaced, you need fewer job posting uh, platforms and things to post your job on, which means fewer re less revenue for these job sites uh, in the future. I agree with you that they'll plug in AI. They'll be better around, hey, do a job description in seconds. That's already being done by the likes of Indeed and Paradox. Uh, write a rejection letter automatically. Like Do these sort of Bells and belts and suspenders things, blocking and tackling, if you will, of recruiting, those those jobs will be augmented and improved. And I think the technology around 
uh, job sites will improve. I just think there are going to be fewer people doing a lot of these jobs, which means there are fewer job postings, which is inevitably how that money is made. Now, if they want to start making money on, hey, uh, we got this new thing that will write jobs for you or will write, uh, you know, they can add money on new services to streamline the recruiting process. Like that's an opportunity. I think that they will do and should do. Uh, but I just think at the end of the day, you know, when people like Elon Musk say there's not going to be any jobs at all, you think I'm crazy. You think I'm crazy. No jobs at all. Okay. So uh, when you hear that and you're an investor, why would you why would you invest in a job board if there are going to be no freaking jobs in the future, says Elon Musk, who is smarter than me. So, yeah, well, let's talk about that soundbite. Anyone listening to e- Elon Musk, who took a $44 billion company and thus far has lost $25 billion, uh, doesn't understand that Elon is good with engineering, rockets, and EVs, okay? Not with people. And this is a people industry. So looking at Elon and thinking that he knows everything in the fucking universe, come the fuck on. Uh, unlike the Amazon example, tech will take tasks. We've talked about this, not jobs. Jobs are going to be more co-piloted. And then we've also seen where some companies, and Joel mentioned the one that's had 90% of their customer service, they also started putting people back into those jobs. Why? Because the AI was fucking up left and right. We've seen hallucinations. We've seen so much happening. Jeff, you just talked about getting rid of self-check-in lines, right? There's going to be this, this step back and forward. But for example, the administrivia that recruiters currently have, that they have to screw with day by day is going to be taken away with some of those co-pilots, some of those process methodologies where they will be able to become brand ambassadors and usher in top talent instead of writing job descriptions and pushing electronic paper. Personally, I don't think that many of these jobs, especially short term, I mean, and I'm saying short term in the next 10 years, next decade are going to be taken by this tech. It's They're going to be better because of this tech. So at the end of the day, I think, I believe that these jobs, unlike Elon Musk, are still going to be around. They're just going to be much more fucking tolerable for God's sakes. And that's what I hope for the human race, let's say. <laughs> That's my two cents. Love the optimism. Play horseman number four. The fourth horseman of the apocalypse is the gig economy. We didn't talk about those stocks. Uh, Upwork is over 20% uh, year to date in its share price. Uber is up almost 100%. And DoorDash is up 80% year to date. If I'm an investor... I see people have options. I see people can do their own thing. People can gig it as a as a as a career. So those four horsemen of the apocalypse, Google and LinkedIn, AI, automation, and the gig economy spell trouble for ZipRecruiter, Indeed, Glassdoor, and others. And I don't see any end to the pain that they are suffering. <laughs> what kind of what kind of pain, Jeff? What kind of pain are we gonna see? His face says well, he kind of agrees with me. His face says he might be on board with this one. <laughs> You might be uh, dream into on. it. Dream on, Joel. Dream on. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Okay. So this this argument once again has been trotted out uh, <laughs> since the the very first you know cracking of the egg and the little uh, gigs crawling out of the shell and starting the the so called gig economy. Uh, we all know that the gig economy has been around forever, right? There's always been people that have done work on a limited basis for payment. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? 
there's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Never at this scale, though. Uh, we actually, actually, when you look at the percentages of people that are doing that kind of work and you go back in history, it's not a, it's not a lot different. I had a, I had a grandfather that... Um, was a union electrician, worked for, uh, you know, for a lineman. And then the second half of his life, he worked as a garage mechanic. He was a gig worker, right? There's always been a large percentage of the market that wasn't looked at by Walmart, by Wall Street, at that, but was there. And um, now I'm not saying that there's not more opportunity now because of the internet, remote work, blah, 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 blah. I'm just saying that that's always been a large segment of the labor market. Now, to say that everyone can sort of get on a gig and and wander off to uh, Nirvana is ridiculous. And I don't think I said that. You're implying that the gig economy has the the potential to sort of uh, disrupt the job board industry. The disruptions already happened. I mean, Upwork is a job board. Fiverr is a job board. Um, they have taken their places. Some of the job boards have actually made modifications to their platform. LinkedIn made a sort of a half-hearted attempt to get involved in this at one point, uh, and never, never, and I mean, and indeed did too. And you know, there, it's 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 a type of work, and it's a type of job board. Uh, it's doing very, very well right now for a lot of different reasons. But it's not the answer for everyone, just like AI is not the answer for every every industry that's out there. Um, and, you know, I guess I look at this stuff holistically and I say, yeah, there's been a change in the market. You look at it from a Wall Street perspective. They're always chasing the latest shiny, bright thing that they think is going to make them money. And their horizon is about four weeks. You know, I used to work for a public company. I remember how it changed. From we were looking at three-year horizons to suddenly we're looking at quarterly horizons. It totally screws with the the way the company works. Um, all I'll say about Elon is I'm hardly on Twitter anymore, and I used to be on Twitter all the time because it sucks. And he did that in the course of 12 months. I don't know how anyone can destroy an ecosystem as quickly as he did, but he did. And he'll never get it back. He's not an authority on that. We'll just agree to disagree on that gigs in the in the way that they are today have been around forever. I mean, yes, they have. But we're talking about estimates that I see is 35% of Americans or 59 million some workers have gigged uh, to some degree. And that was not the case before the Internet. I mean, so I don't think it's I just don't, I just don't agree that there's always been gigs and this has been like the way it's been forever. I think it's it's a totally different animal than it was now. I was curious about because I knew you were going to bring up Upwork as a job board um, and and. I can't look, I say it's not, you are, you say it is. So I, I wanted to ask, I, li, Chad knows I loved a good LinkedIn poll. Uh, so I put out there on LinkedIn, I said, is Upwork, is Upwork a job board? 
So 125 people replied, 62% said no, it's not a job board, 38% said that it was. The flip side of that is that Fiverr is down 24% uh, for the year. So you can look at Upwork, but you can also look at Fiverr. One's obviously a much better run business um, than the other. But I just simply, you know, my simple uh, thesis is that if more people are gigging, they're not going to job boards to look for work, they're doing their own thing, they're going to a platform, they're going to Uber, DoorDash, Instacart, whatever, they're bypassing the whole process altogether. And if they're doing that, that means less jobs on job boards, which again is how job boards grow and make money. And that's what their purpose is. So pulled together, all of these four things take chunks out of the business. I I don't think I ever said this is the end or this one thing is going to replace job boards. I do. Job boards will be around forever and they'll be good businesses for people. They're just not growth businesses. They're not spitting out dividends like a, a established company that has more cash than they know what to do with. They're just kind of there serving their purpose. And I think they're very challenged as, as we've talked about. But in terms of the gig economy, it's simply fewer people are going to job sites to look for jobs. They're going directly to whatever gig platform that they want, multiple gig platforms, and that's how they are searching for a job. Now, if, you're, if your argument is Upwork is a job board, then my argument is a bit tougher. So I wanted to put some data on a survey that's non-scientific whatsoever, but there are people in the industry that do follow me on LinkedIn and, and reply to this stuff. So the numbers I do have say that it's not a job board. It's separate from the traditional post and uh, get responses and, and whatnot. Do you post a job on Upwork or Fiverr? You can post it. You can post a job, but the you can the, post a job. Yes, okay. you can. So, but yeah, but but here's the question: on Monster, traditional Monster, back in the day, and even today, could you go and look for people in the resume database? Yep. Answer is yes. Could you post a job? Answer is yes. It's the same goddamn thing. So, is Monster a gig platform? If they were posting gigs, yes. We can agree to disagree. My numbers from LinkedIn support the fact that 60... Here's not bullshit numbers. Gallup Gallup Gig Economy Research suggests that 29% of U.S. workers have an alternative work arrangement as a primary job. 29%. That, to me, is big. Now, whether you believe that gigs have always been that big or not, we weren't able to record that over history like we can today because there were so many people that were paid under the table for doing gigs, right? Today, we have a, a couple of mechanisms. I do agree with Joel that we'll be able to scale gigs much faster, right? Much faster. The rise of the, the gig economy is necessary because the lower third of the US population is not making a living wage. So the a gig economy only exists because people are doing everything they can to either get out of a dead end job or just making enough money to survive. I guess the question I'm asking you both, because this affects the gig industry, but also the job board industry is, will the U.S. be forced to start focusing on people in living wages over profits? Because if they do, the gig economy will shrink. If people need to do less gigs, because they're actually making a living wage, the gig economy will shrink substantially. So do you think that we will actually start focusing on pushing a living wage versus not? Because that, and, and do you agree with me that gigs will shrink because of wages? I think your argument is that if I can make more money as an employee, I won't do gigs. I think that a lot of people do gigs for freedom, uh, to do 
whatever they want on their own time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can't blanket say yes or no. I think it's it's a person to person situation. Some people Do you love think the jobs. amount of gigs well, in the like market the, will the, shrink. The ultimate pain in America is health benefits. Uh, and, and yeah. until the gig economy fixes that, or we we as a as a country fix that. Um, but, but I think it's a case by case basis on whether or not someone wants to gig or wants a full-time job with benefits and healthcare and, and all that, all that good stuff. And it's certainly minimum wage increases will pull more people out of the gig economy that okay. do want that. There's the answer. Yep. Okay. Jeff. Um, well, I, I think, you know, you were asking the question, what will the country do? You know, uh, what would happen? Um, and sadly, I think it'll do the bare minimum because there's a lot of, uh, corporate pushback. Uh, at all levels, uh, companies like Uber and companies that are not Uber that don't necessarily want to see universal health care, for example, because you know, universal health care would really change the labor market. And if we had yes. universal yep. health care in the U.S., even though there's plenty of job boards in countries that have that, the market is different because there's not the penalty that you pay as you move from job to job to job. And, uh, I think that that's probably, you know, not going to happen anytime soon. But I do think that depending on what happens in November, uh, there could be progress made toward higher wages and there could be uh, certain segments of the market that get pumped up that aren't getting pumped up at this point in time. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't see a big change. I see gradual change. And Joel, this is just sort of a side thing that maybe you don't realize because you're not sitting where I sit, but a lot of my job board clients that are, you know, reasonably sized, you know, there are 20, 30, 40 million dollars are getting a lot of money from gig companies to post their jobs. A lot of those jobs roll through the job board economy. Uh, And that's been true from the very beginning. Uh, And why is that the case? Because those gig companies still need to acquire scarce labor. You know, in your wonderful world, there's going to be more people than jobs. Uh, Right now, that's not the case. And given our birth rate and the way things are going, I don't think it's going to be a case anytime between before any of us die. I think there's there's going to be scarce labor for the jobs that are out there. Well, Jeff, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. The doctor is great, in the house. Great discussion, great arguments, great you know disagreements. That's what this is all about. I really appreciate you bringing those on the show. Joel, thanks for being a, a, a good host. Uh, all the way around, thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, and until next time, we out. I need a beer. We out. <laughs> wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch Big Booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform. 
where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.